0: Hello and welcome to Simple Self-Care by Naturally Randy K. This is a podcast dedicated to simplifying the healing journey by aligning your self-care practices with your own inner wisdom and the natural cycles outside and within. Though self-care has become quite the buzzword, it's actually a vital tool that can fit beautifully into your everyday life. Join me as we explore how to create a deep and meaningful relationship with ourself. Naturally, intentionally, and simply. Hello, once again, dear listener to the podcast, and a nice big welcome to any newcomers. If you are listening to this right when it comes out, let's just all take a deep breath together because it's election week here in the States, and who knows what is going to happen. Honestly, anything could happen. So let's put our hands on our belly and do a nice, deep inhale, letting the belly expand and exhale, letting the belly relax and just keep doing that. Okay. As we carry on with today's episode, deep breaths. All right. And what I love about this episode being out during such an intense time is that the conversation I share with you today with herbalist and educator Cami McBride, it's super simple yet super effective practices to calm your nerves, strengthen your immune system, and keep you connected with yourself on a deep level. And we are all in serious need of those things. No matter what is going on in the world, but before we get to it, I want to let you know that I'm doing a Mondo giveaway right now. That's right. Mondo. (laughs) Well, to me, it's Mondo. It's exciting. And it starts now on Monday, November 2nd. It's what day is it? (laughs) And it will end Sunday, November 8th. And I'm going to hook you up with everything you need for your winter hibernation reading goals by giving away some of my favorite books by past podcast guests including some from this season. So the books include White Hot Truth by Danielle Laporte. That's right. I had Danielle on back in 2018 and it was awesome. So I have her book for you. Do Less by Kate Northrup from last season. Own Yourself and Mind of Your Own by Kelly Brogan from this season. That's right, I'm giving you both of her incredible books. And The Herbal Kitchen by today's guest, Cammie McBride, which you will definitely want by the end of this episode. And I'm also giving away a $25 gift card to thriftbook.com to order a book of your choice because why not? So it's a great lineup. It's how many, one, two, three, four, five books for you to get you through this time. I think you'll really enjoy all of them. So to enter, simply leave a positive podcast review and rating on Apple podcasts and send me a screenshot of it or tell me your username. You can email it to me on my website at naturallyrandyk.com slash compact. Or DM me or leave a comment on my Instagram post about it at NaturallyRandyK. Rating and reviewing the podcast on Apple Podcasts is one of the best things you can do to help a podcast be successful and get discovered. And so you taking a few minutes to do so makes such a huge difference. And I really, really love hearing from you. And so to thank you, I want to share with you even more knowledge from the brilliant guests that have been on this show over the years. So it's a win-win really. So the link to the podcast on Apple podcast is in the show notes, but you can just head there on your app on your iPhone or on your desktop and search simple self-care and you'll find it. Oh, and bonus entries. If you follow me on Instagram and share the post on your own feed or Instagram story, and just be sure to tag me so I see it. Again at Naturally Randy K. Okay, thank you so much in advance for participating, and I'm really looking forward to reading your entries and hearing how the podcast has helped you. All right, now on to my conversation with Cami. Cami McBride is the author of The Herbal Kitchen and has created an array of online courses that help you build confidence and skill to use herbs in your daily life for prevention and herbal self-care, many of which I have taken and I'm a huge fan of. Cami has taught herbal medicine at the University of California, the San Francisco School of Nursing, and the Integral Health Master's Program at the California Institute of Integral Studies. She has helped thousands of families learn to use herbs for prevention and self-care. And you will be able to tell right off the bat how much of a fan I am of Cammie's since I do start the chat with how her work has influenced me so much. She is the real deal when it comes to herbalism education, and I can't wait for you to fall in love with her too. So take a listen as we chat about... How to make herbalism a part of your everyday life. All of the medicine you have right now in your spice cabinet. Why it's important to be literate in herbal remedies. How to get your kids and other family members excited about herbal medicine. What's missing from the COVID prevention conversation. That's a good one. The importance of building your immunity and digestion in little ways every day the power of therapeutic healing touch in the family, how to create a healing culture in your home, a five minute practice to calm your nervous system and build your immune system daily, herbal care for pregnancy and postpartum, and more. All right. Enjoy. We are so lucky to have Cami McBride here on the podcast. Welcome, Cammie. Thank you, Randy. I'm so grateful to be here. So lots of things I want to talk to you about. Um, I want to start with fangirling a little bit, if you're okay with that. Uh, <laughs> I've been following Cami for many years. Um, I've taken multiple online courses from her, but for the, I would say the past one to two years, your um, Herbal Kitchen book and your herbal oiling online course has completely changed my life like it really has because I've always loved plant medicine I've been studying it I've been taking supplements you know and it's been part of just kind of my worldview but to really make it a part of my everyday life there seemed to be like this disconnect because it's kind of this Overwhelming, what do I use this for with this ailment? And, da, 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 da. and what you offer is just let's just hang out with the plants that are around us that we have access to. We can grow in our backyard, we can put it in every meal, and we can put it on our bodies every day. And so I've been doing that instead of being kind of paralyzed with the clinical part, which is what I'm interested in and study. I have kind of tried to let that. Head chatter go and just be with the the herbs in very very simple ways which seems like where you would start naturally but I didn't <laughs> I wanted like that go bigger go home way of being and so thank you so much for just bringing that to to the world and I just I would love to start with your background in connecting with the plants and just your story up until now of being able to just really easily bring this knowledge to our our homes.
1: Oh, I love hearing your story, Randy. I love hearing how how the Herbal Kitchen and everything has helped you and you know, I, I've been teaching herbal medicine since I taught my first herb class in 1988. And for a couple decades, I taught at junior colleges, all kinds of um, like five different colleges. <clears throat> and this was in the 1990s, 1980s. Yeah, you know, early on when herbalism was, you know, it's not like it is now, it was still a big mystery. And I was really, my my goal was to evolve our culture into one that honors the earth, knows how to use use the plants, raises up the next generation so that they don't have to start from scratch. And so I really, and there was not information everywhere. So I really uh, tracked my students and you know, there's lots of herbal medicine. There's lots of ways to use herbal medicine. And I got really interested. I mean, not everybody wants to be a clinical herbalist, right? And so I got super interested in home herbalism, what is it that anybody can do every day of the week that that really um, will change our culture become part of our everyday lives and I saw that people were just confused they were afraid they were overwhelmed and I just said we are gonna start with where our where we're at and where we're at is we all have a spice rack you know you Everybody listening right now, even if it's just black pepper or cinnamon, right? You have spices, or like my husband, chili powder. That's all he uses. He's <laughs> like, chili powder and black pepper, fine. Learn about the herbs that you already know and love. Do you love basil? Do you love garlic? Those are a pop. Our, our, our kitchen cabinet, our kitchen um, culinary herbs are an apothecary just waiting for us to remember. You know, they've been sitting there waiting and go, okay, you've been using me in your cinnamon cookies for 40 years now. When are you (laughs) going to wake up and realize what I'm really for, you know? (laughs) And so I just found it to be this magical thing that we all have these highly medicinal plants in our kitchen, but forgot, forgot about the therapeutic and the seasonal value of using them. And so I just started teaching about the, the kitchen spice rack and those, and you don't have to know anything more you can just start there. And there's like in my book, The Herbal Kitchen, I have 250 recipes with just your common everyday parsley, sage, rosemary, thyme, cinnamon, ginger, coriander, cardamom. And those plants, they're the worker horses of the world. And they're right there. They're just they're right there. And there's so many powerful ways to use them for healing on an everyday basis that are super yummy.
0: Yeah, they are super yummy. <laughs> I've been playing with them all, all summer and um, storing them and even tried my hand at growing more of them this year. So um, yeah, your work has definitely helped that evolve. So how did you, you've been teaching since the 80s. Um, how has, and you kind of hinted towards this, but um, how has herbalism evolved and and why is it, Kind of reemerging right now, and what's your philosophy on on why that is, and and why we need it so desperately right now? Right.
1: Well, as you know, so many of us have experienced a cultural disruption, where um, you know, not every culture, not everybody. In fact, most of the world still uses herbs in their as primary prevention healthcare in their home, but in this country, the pharmaceutical companies had a very specific campaign. To, to stop that to put the herbalist, the homeopaths, the naturopaths out of business and get everybody on drugs on pharmaceuticals to have pharmaceutical reaching for pharmaceuticals um, be the way we take care of our health and so now we're at second third, fourth generation of um, overuse of antibiotics overuse of over the counter medications, and so you know our grandmothers our great grandmothers just kind of cast out all of our herbal teas and herbal wisdom to the wind for, that's how it was in my family. And for 90% of my students, they've had this massive cultural disruption where people just really, where their, their ancestors, their grandmothers just bought into this really intense campaign that was really inflicted on the United States. Um, And so when you have that third, fourth generation um, what happens is you have massive dysbiosis, you have massive disruption of the gut ecology, and you have second, third, fourth generation of disrupted gut ecology from all the medications because that's what the medications do. They disrupt your gastrointestinal, they destroy your gastrointestinal flora and, and make you more susceptible to disease in the long run. So, we're, this is one of the contributing factors to why we have such widespread chronic disease in this country and um, just our health being so disrupted because of our disrupted gut ecology. And so now people are, we're realizing that we're sick, we're sick. And we're susceptible when you're sick and you have inflamed, inflamed inflammation. You know, most of the chronic diseases are inflammatory based, right? Your allergies, your arthritis, um, all of that, it's infl- inflammation-based, and so we are just awash with inflammation, which, by the way, makes you more susceptible to COVID. Um, we, we've got to find our way back. People are realizing that, like the cat's out of the bag. I mean, even every medical journal in the, in the world now is talking about the antibiotic-resistant crisis how we've overused antibiotics and the resistance to antibiotics is actually a crisis. Um, You are more likely to die of a serious infection now than you were in 1980 (laughs) because the infections have become more and more um, virulent and resistant to the antibiotics. And so, you know, we're, we're learning and um, and so people are finding their way back to the plant medicines and to the prevention and how to work with plants every day in a gentle way um, to help prevent illness. And the thing is, is, but we still have this mindset of kind of symptom suppression. Like, you know, I was raised, if you feel sick, you take a blue pill for your headache. If you feel, you know, and but, so we still are deprogramming that like, oh, what do I take Which herb do I take instead of that? You know, we're still working on deprogramming that training, but the plants, the earth is calling us, you know, we are the earth and your herbal medicine, your spice rack is where you bring the earth into your home and you say, please heal me, please help me. And so there is an incredible awakening um, for those of us who have experienced that cultural disruption. We're tired of calling the advice nurse for like, oh, my kid is this, and they tell you to take a Tylenol or Motrin. But th- those aren't solutions; those are just a quick cover-up. And we're we we're really realizing that we need to broaden. You know, when you when you're a caretaker, when you're taking care of a child or a parent or anybody, you're you're doctor mom. You're you're the one. You don't realize you signed up for this, but when you when you live with people part of what it is means is to help care for them, help prevent them from becoming ill. And when you live with someone, if they get ill, what happens? You, you're, you're the one, you're the one that gets to take care of them. <laughs> right? So it really, every household and every community needs people um, that are becoming, that are literate in the, in the world of herbs and plants that are, there to help us at every turn. What do you think or
0: why do you think this building a healthier body conversation is is missing from what we can be doing right now of in the midst of covid and all these things it's just like why aren't we talking about this stuff more? Mm-hmm. And and how can we really do that especially as we head into winter and some of the colder months.
1: That's a very, very good question, Randy. What is the narrative? What's the mainstream narrative? Wash your hands, social distance, and wear a mask. How much money has been pumped into that message? How many billions of dollars are being put into developing a vaccine? who is driving that narrative who is in control there is so much more that we could be doing so let's just take one thing if we would have taken 1% 1% of the budget that was spent on you know that's being spent on trying to develop a vaccine for this in investing in what i'm calling the gross domestic biome and what do I mean by that? What I mean is that there are studies now that are showing that the inflammation in the gastrointestinal tract, which I've been talking about, um, you are more susceptible. If you have a disrupted gut from all the pesticides, the herbicides, the, the, the chemicals in the water from the fracking, you know, all the, the chemicals that we're exposed to, if you've got that chemical burden that's increasing the inflammation in your gut, you are more susceptible. So why didn't we have a one percent program on teaching people how to build their gut biome, how to rebuild their digestive tract, teaching them how to ferment, teaching the five top um, gut disrupting, um, five top things that does disrupt your gut health? And we could have helped this. We could have helped everybody increase their resilience, increase their immunity, increase their their resistance if we would have just educated people even a little bit on how to increase the health of their digestive tract which houses the immune system so how do we
0: start <laughs> so when we so we we hear this we're ready we're kind of moving into this second wave of of being quarantined and, and realizing that it's not going anywhere um, for a little while so what? Where can we start? How, what are your top nuggets that we can do to, to feel empowered and, and like we can do something very powerful with
1: where we're at right now? Right. You know, there's a lot of different ways in. Uh, one thing is to find some community, even if it's online, you know, or even a friend, two or three people that you decide to do something together. Because doing things in isolation. We're, we're not meant to do that. So even if you get like two or three friends and you, you get online and you say, hey, what can we do? Let's pick three things. Let's support each other. Let's like check in on each other. Right. And then you say, how do I build my immunity? How do I build my resistance? And there's, you know, there's lots of information on how you can take mushrooms and you make your elderberry syrup and your fire cider. And you could, it could just be a medicine making thing, you know, and then also how do you, how do you every day so for me i'm an herbalist i teach home herbalism so i'm going to go in from that angle okay yes <laughs> and please I, i'm also <laughs> really you know like i said there's a lot of ways in but the other thing is i'm also really big on people learning very simple things you know we're we're trained for the big fix right so what can i do that's very simple every day that that can help me build my immunity help me Um, build my digestive health. And so that's where the herbal kitchen comes in. The thing is, is that all the herbs in your spice rack are carminative. They're carminatives and they help you to digest your food and helping you to digest your food is big medicine. Why? Because digesting your food takes a lot of energy. And so if you give your body a little bit of help, those extra herbal enzymes, those extra herbal carminative digestive support, it means that every meal you save a little bit of energy, you know, that adds up. And then so when you save energy like that with your digestion, then your body has room left over to say, oh, wow, hmm, there's an infection coming in or there's something brewing over here. We ha- it, it frees up your vitality to fight off whatever's around you, right? If, you're, if, you're, if your energy is focused on digestion, which takes a lot of work, I mean, you can... You know, that's why you feel so many people feel sleepy after a meal. That's why people need coffee and sugar after lunch, because your your body uses a tremendous amount of vitality to process your food. So anything you can do with your herbs, like I have an entire chapter on pesto. Um, and if you can make pesto once a week and just add like a teaspoon or a tablespoon to your food, you're adding digestive enzymes, you're at. You're increasing your mineral and vitamin and nutrition, and getting these live, fresh herbs in your meals every day, it frees up your vitality. And over time, you really start to notice. We just went um, on a little road trip, and uh, we went to... Um, yeah, we went to some place where there, were, the food wasn't very good, you know, and it was hard to get good food. And there was definitely not herb and spiced food. And I'm telling you, I, I feel it. I, I felt it while it was, while we were, I mean, I had some carminatives and stuff with me, but it's like, there's nothing like being at home and having an empowered herbal kitchen and being able to get those herbs and spices into every meal to feed and nourish your digestum, digestion, which again, remember... or more of your immunity is housed and rooted in the digestive tract. And so anything you can do to support that part of your body is going to feed and boost your immunity. Okay, side note. So what do you take with you when you travel? What's like your go-to? Okay, yeah. So in my book, um, The Herbal Kitchen, I have a a chapter on spice blends. So I'll make up a spice blend, you know, of like um, fennel and cardamom fennel, cardamom, ginger, fennel, cardamom, cinnamon, or I'll just bring whole cardamom pods and chew on those before a meal. You know, the green pods, I'll just chew on them and chew, chew the black seed in the green pod. Just chew, chew, chew until it's just like mush. And then I spit it out. And that, that's a really, because you can carry those pods like in a little bag in your pocket (laughs) (laughs) and they taste really good, you know? So that's, I definitely bring those when I travel.
0: Oh, I love it. I love these little tips and tricks. Um, But it's, you know, one, a lot of us are traveling by car. So it's a great way to just be able to take things with you. And a lot of us are now cooking more at home on the other end of the spectrum. And so it's a perfect time to stock up your kitchen and start experimenting with this stuff. um, Because we are more in control of what we're putting in our bodies right now.
1: That is so true. Yeah. And, and for families, I have a lot of families taking my courses together with their kids because it's really about not just about you or if you're a mom or a grandma or whoever you are. It's not just about you being the lone ranger in this. It's about getting the people around you in on it too. <laughs> yeah. That's actually a question I had was how we can
0: enlist our who we're living with, our households, our children. So yes, carry on
1: with that. So that's what I'm really big on is, you know, again, how do we raise the next generation so that they don't have to start from scratch like I did? I mean, I had to start from scratch. You know, this is a generational art and you don't learn it in one lifetime. It's really nice if you have something handed down. And also the people that I know that were raised with it, they're so much more empowered. They're so much more certain and confident than my students that learn it later on in their life. So I am all about how do we get our kids on board? And so um, I do, I have a course, Herbal Kitchen Remedy Solutions or My Herbal Kitchen, where it's all about getting your kids in the kitchen and having them help. But one of the main things I do, have you heard, do you, have you heard of my Lazy Susan trick? Yes, I have. Okay. So this is, you know, I talk about this all the time because I have, I have hundreds of emails and people calling me and just saying, wow, this is the one thing that changed my life. I have a student, um, she took some of my online courses and she said, you know, I've been an herb, I'm a clinical herbalist. I've been an herbalist for 25 years, but I was just doing it on my own and my family wasn't really catching up. And the lazy Susan thing is what helped my whole family like start, start doing this. It was, it was just, it was a transformer. And what you do is you put a lazy Susan on your kitchen table. It's so simple. And you just take some of your herbs and spices out of the back 40 of your spice rack. And so then you put them in little bowls with little spoons or little salt pepper shakers and you let the kids and the grandkids and the neighbors and the near nieces and whoever, or any other adult, just start spicing their own, own meal and playing, you know? And so now even my husband's like, well, hand, hand the, pass the paprika, you know? <laughs> and my son, he he spices everything. He's got that little, you know, cache of, herbs and stuff and seaweed on the lazy susan and he's always he spices up he's always you know it's like a it's a routine it's a ritual now it's like we sit down and it's like everybody takes their favorite spice and puts it on their food that is worth so much because they're they're increasing their scentscape, their 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 palate of what's possible and if you put you know you hand that over to like a two-year-old there. First of all, first, everything will be everywhere, but eventually they're just going to get it. And they're going to be so much more tolerant for, you know, extreme flavors and tastes and not be as programmed by all the processed food. Right. And so that's a really powerful little trick that anybody can do that can just really change um, what happens in your household. The other thing that I focus on a lot for, changing household culture and empowering household culture and home herbalism is herbal oils. And I say an herbal, a family that oils together stays together. <laughs> and the thing about the, and I'm not, I'm not talking about essential oils at all. Um, I'm talking about herbal infused oils and um, you just have those laying around the house and you, um, kids can slop around in them you can put them in the bath you can you know there's so many ways to use them and it's it's one of the most kid-friendly you know a lot of your even your tinctures and your you know they need to be kind of on the top shelf well not your herbal oils they're they're everywhere and they really um kids love them yeah herbal oils
0: it's a life-changing practice for sure like and that's Not an overstatement. (laughs) There's so I'd love for you to talk about some of the just the the benefits from herbal oiling and why it makes such a big difference. But that even through my pregnancy right now, um, having that ritual of my husband rubbing my legs with lavender oil or St. John's wort is just like I can fall asleep, my restless leg goes away, and it's a way for him to connect with what's happening in my body. And so just even right now, I can't do a lot of my usual self-care things, but that's the thing that has been super grounding and therapeutic for me. so um, I, I'm a big fan <laughs> so what why is it so
1: helpful? There's a lot of reasons. I, first of all, I'm just so the, how beautiful that that is part of your 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 ritual right now right? That the oils are helping to carry you through your pregnancy.
0: Yeah. I love it.
1: <laughs> that is just so beautiful to hear and that your husband's involved and, um, and, and it's, it's not just the oil, it's just the healing, right? There's just so much healing in the act.
0: Yes. That any reason to bring in that touch, like just therapeutic healing touch, I think is one of the number one reasons um, why it, it, is so healing for families is because that we don't have a lot of reasons to, to do that anymore. And especially with our culture right now of staying six feet apart, we're not even being that friendly, like affectionate with our friends. Um, and so, yeah, bringing that as a family ritual together, just the touch part is like <laughs> almost all alone is, is so valuable.
1: Yeah, that's, that, that is so true. That, that is so true. And, and having the oils really um, helps feed and nurture that culture, right? You know, where, where I didn't get that stress reduction class in school. Did you? No, <laughs> no. It's the opposite. It's how, you, know, you learn how to brush your teeth, wash your hair, you know, get your driver's license, get good grades. And like we're not taught anything about how we're wired up and how to, how to bring ourselves down and, and the things that we, you know, that we all really need. And, you know, how you're, tr- how we wire up is how we wire up, how we're trained as children um, is our default. And it's our default for the rest of our lives, really, unless we do something. And so it, you know, if you have, you know, you, you know, it, but it's like, if you put your hand on someone's shoulder when they're crying, it, it helps. It really brings consciousness And so what, what I'm really encouraged, it's so amazing to have the oils in the living room. Like if you watch a movie or if you're just hanging around and we, we rub each other's feet, right? We um, it's, it's what, what is for most people, what is their decompression space, right? They get on social media, they watch a movie, they have a glass of wine. We're not taught how to decompress and You know, most of those things are addictive. The screen, the the alcohol, it's addictive. And, um, And so when you start working with the oils, you learn these techniques of how to decompress. You start rubbing people's, you start rubbing the people's feet that you live with. And it's like, wow, that only took five minutes. I'm completely changed right now. So it can change the culture of your house. It can change how it can really embed ways of, um, reducing stress and it's also um yeah it's it's a it's a you create a culture um of your ability to heal yourself and your family right it's one of the easiest things we can do for each other is we can touch each other um and yeah it's it reminds us that there's healing power in our hands and that we can help each other by just taking a moment and giving each other a little massage or a little bit of chamomile oil rub, um, and we activate healing as as part of what happens in our household. We usually don't think as our household where we learn how to heal, but that's we live together. We're humans living together. We can heal each other, right? And just like your husband is healing you, he's he's like using his hands and the energy and the love in his hands to heal you, we can teach that to anybody we live with without even teaching. We just start rubbing and massaging and, and pretty soon it's like becomes a way of life and it's super powerful and it changes culture. And
0: I like that it, you have to use your hands so you can't be on your phone, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, cause there's times when I'm trying to talk to my husband and like, he's trying to multitask or, you know, there's just like. These other things you can be distracting yourself with. But when you're massaging, you have to use your hands and you have to be present. And it then it, prov- it just like opens up opportunity for conversation or looking at each other in the eyes. <laughs> you know, just like these things that we take for granted because we get into all this other stuff. So, just practically, it's just a great way to just connect without distraction.
1: Right. You don't have to be a massage therapist. You don't have to be some great healer. You just need a little bit of calendula oil in your hands and five minutes of attention. And nobody teaches us that, but it's Mm -hmm. powerful. It is so powerful. When you have the oils around, it's just kind of like, oh, okay, well, let's, let's use these oils. Let's take five minutes and reactivate um, the art of healing. You know, we are healers. We're you know, we need to know how to cook. We also need to know how to put our hands on each other and just provide solace and provide, you know, calming. And we have to remember that we have that power in our hands with our heart, our attention. And um, just that. activating that as a home culture is something that's, that's really, really needed. Like you said, we're just, you know, people are on the phone looking for that serotonin hit on the phone. And it's something it's time to come back to each other. So for people that want to try on this practice,
0: what's a good starting point? How do you recommend finding good quality things? And also share how easy it is to make your own (laughs) and like being the reasons why you can make your own and, and the benefits
1: of courses like yours, you know, what, and what they're good for, you know, right. Yeah. So it's true. The herbal oils—they're ancient. They're every culture throughout time has taken a fat and an and an herb and mixed it together and used it for healing. And so I have an entire course, handcrafted healing herbal oils, where I teach people how to, um, you know, all phases of that, um, you know, how to make oils that last because and preserve well and don't go bad and don't go don't mold and all. That's the one thing. That can be a problem, but so anyway, you can, but you can make it. And the thing is about the oils and oiling this, this, this practice that we're talking about is that people are, you know, they're, they're often surprised to learn that oiling is a really big part of how to take care of your immune system. Right. And so, you know, we think of like, okay, yeah, I'm going to take my echinacea. I'm going to take my elderberry, but the thing is, um, I, I was just talking to one of my students, and she said she's been oiling her family for about three years now, and nobody gets colds. And it's the oiling that that really helps to prevent prevent winter sickness. And so, see, there's there's two things that happen when your skin is dehydrated, right? So we're talking about using oils to to moisturize the skin, and most of us are running around with dehydrated skin and there's two things that that two impacts that that has. And one is that, well, you know, your nerves and your lymph live under your skin. So if your skin is dehydrated, then your nerves and your lymph is dehydrated. So what does that mean? You know, the thing is, yeah. It's lymph uh, transports the cold fighting part of your immune system, and when the skin is dehydrated, the lymph system is more stagnant, and it can't transport your cold fighting as immunity as well. So keeping your body, you know, moving because movement moves the lymph, but keeping your skin moisturized keeps your lymph system working. And most people do not. This is something that people do not know or realize. It's that when you again dehydrated skin means your lymph is not moving it means your immune system isn't working as well so keeping oils keeping moisturized especially you know during times of plagues and <laughs> pre sickness season keeping your keeping your lymph really moving by keeping your skin moisturized is it's, it's critical. It's foundational to your immune system health. And again, this is, this is, you know, when we start talking about immune boosting, people don't think of keeping their skin, keeping the lotion and the oil on your skin. Um, and so I just really want to emphasize that is to, to make sure that you are moisturized every day so that your lymph can do its job and keep moving. It's, it's a cornerstone, cornerstone of um sickness prevention of your sickness prevention strategy okay so that is um you know if you if you start to feel like like well i I feel I, i feel a little weak or i feel a little run down or look at your see if your skin see if you've moisturized and oil make sure you oil or get that lotion on your body so that your lymph can do its job primary you teach that to everybody you know just you know (laughs) <laughs> spread the word <laughs> that is so foundational to our cold and flu and plague and virus you know pandemic prevention that we we don't even and we don't even know people don't even know the other thing about oiling is that your nerves live under your skin and nerve synapses don't really communicate and don't relay messages as well when they're dehydrated and we don't usually think of um, like self oiling and self moisturizing as a remedy for tension, stress anxiety, but it is, and right now, people are dealing with stress and tension depression you know depression doesn't mean that you're just like oh i'm sad depression means that you're more any of your emotions that you tend to have are Quicker to rise, more intense. You know, people are going through it right now. And so we need to take care of our nervous system. And one of the ways to take care of our nervous system, super powerful, very pleasurable, easy, is to stay moisturized, right? Moisturizing your skin is a great stress reducer. We often don't think of putting lotion on as a way to calm our nerves and reduce stress. But keeping your skin moisturized re- reduces stress and anxiety, okay? So you can use, like, just olive oil or coconut oil, or you can learn how to infuse amazing herbs into your oil. But, if, you know, if you're, if you're feeling a little, like, despair for the world or waking up a little bit more anxious than you normally do, you just say, what's one thing I can do today that's going to make a difference to help relax my muscles, calm my mind, feel more centered and oiling herbal oiling you know it's like oiling your feet before bed just like you were saying Randy it's really been helping you and so you're oiling your herbal oiling it's part it's a powerful part of what i call a prevention focused lifestyle
0: yeah i love i love it i love it all and <laughs> <laughs> and i i would say too if you're i mean ideally you can have a practice where you warm up the oil and you do the whole body like kind of this abhyanga ayurvedic thing um but for starters or on days where you don't have that is to just pick one area of the body and so i specialize in abdominal massage and so i teach a lot of self-care with abdominal work and when i that's usually been my daily practice just for myself is at the end of the day put on a hot water bottle for a little bit, then take an oil, rub it on my belly, do some deep breathing and go to bed. And it takes me like five minutes, but it helps me check in with myself and relax the body, process the stress from the day, see how my core is doing. Um, And that's it. It's so simple. And I experiment with different types of oils and Whatever I have on hand, but just that act of even just placing my hands on my belly, giving me a reason to put my hands on my belly. (laughs) It just like, it heals me on a deep
1: level. I love that you have that five minute practice, right? Five minutes. Anybody can do that.
0: Yes. And it's just, I think we get overwhelmed with the idea of a practice, especially when it's new. So it seems like it's, going to take more time and it might at first because you're learning something new but just trusting that it just experiment with or you've talked about rubbing the oil on your ears or on your temples like something that's just two seconds you know just whatever sounds like the lightest easiest thing to start with you have coconut oil great you know like and just see what Happens and then it then that becomes addicting. <laughs> That's the good kind of addicting because <laughs> then you're like, What else can I oil? <laughs> How else can I relax? <laughs> and then it becomes a whole body adventure. But yeah, and I think it's just so 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 important right now to be doing something that calms the nerves, doing something that calms anxiety. Whenever I ask, like on Instagram or check with people what's the number one thing you're dealing with right now? And it's anxiety, even people that have never felt anxiety before. And it's like, you feel it in these underlying ways, even just going to the grocery store. Now, anytime you leave your house, it's like, is this safe? Is this okay? Like, how do I feel about this? I'm going to judge this person for their decisions. And are they judging me? Like, it's just this whole weird, culture right now and so anything we can do to calm those nerves and those layers that's tangible you can't just think your way out of anxiety (laughs) and so these body oiling is such a powerful way of tangibly processing that stress and
1: changing the response in your body yeah it's so true you know in Ayurveda we kind of categorize things and right now it's a very vata time it's a very air and vata rules anxiety and tension and and stress and 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 air is is like it's always changing every you know and there's so it's change. There's so much, we're, we're, you know, humans like change, but not too fast, not too much at once, you know, but right now it's like, what about school? What's happening with school? Oh, what's happening at the store now? Oh, I can't buy it this way. Oh, now I got to do it this way. Oh, what's your thought? You know, there's just everywhere we go, there's just so much change at, at, at every corner that it's, it's, it's botifying. It creates vata, vata, which elevates the um, anxiety and stress. And so it's just, the very, nature of what's and then there's just so much chaos coming from 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 like the government and stuff just like this chaos and that chaos and this issue and that issue it's too much right and so we have to realize that that kind of that 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 affects our nervous system it gets in and like you said people that don't even normally experience I mean even me I'm not really I'm very cough. I don't really have that much anxiety and there it's I've been really having to take care. I found myself waking up like a little, like anxious. And so that's where you just say, you know, I'm going to offer my intention and I'm going to love my body. And I'm going to create a space where I say, I love you body. Um, and, um, and it's not just like, Oh my gosh, I've got to, I've got this to do list of I've got to take care of myself and my self care. No, you just create, like you said, one simple routine you, you, you're noticing that you've got this elevated stress and you can do nothing (laughs) or you can, and you can let it progress or you can do something. Right. And it's, even if it's like you just dip your hands in the coconut oil and start rubbing your ears, right? It's, it's a very personal thing. So like once a week, my husband and my son are gone for the afternoon. And I have like some serious, what I call temple time. Like I have, (laughs) I do full body oiling. I have like two hours. I do this whole, just like, oh my gosh, I take a huge layer off, but it doesn't happen every week. And we can't all do that, but you can do five minute foot oiling. Before you go to bed, you go in the shower and you just get your, you just dip your feet in the shower and get your feet a little bit warm. Takes like one minute. You come back to your bed. You lay down a. I have like um, flannel, like some flannel sheet strips, and I just put those on the bed where my feet are going to be. And I oil my feet are warm. I oil my feet. I put that. I wrap them in that flannel sheet. That it takes four minutes, and I. I just. I don't challenge you, but I invite you to do that for seven days in a row. That four minute routine. You will get so addicted to that. <laughs> and then after you don't, and you don't do it for a couple of weeks and you're like, why are my feet, why am I irritated? Why am I not? <laughs> well, because you're dry, your feet are dry. Do that routine, create that routine enough so that it becomes a habit and just watch what happens to your nervous system. It's incredible. You can access the entire body through your feet. You can download online like a reflexology chart and see all the points on the feet and realize that even if you just work your feet like that it's amazing I love it
0: and I I do love that it it can look so many different ways and that you have created a ritual for a longer practice as well because a lot of times we think we either have to do it a long time or we can't do it at all or you know something like that and there's just a time and place for both types of practices there's that daily calming ritual maintenance, but then there's also a lot to benefit from really getting more luxurious with it. And I love that it creates a ritual for your family members to bond without you, which is good (laughs) to not be so dependent on, on you. And they, they get special time together that I'm sure they'll cherish forever And then you get your time with yourself, which you will cherish forever. And it's like a win-win. And we just think that, you know, it's selfish or there's no benefit to you taking the time for yourself, but there's so many layers of benefit. So I really love that you do that.
1: You know, the the other benefit is I know probably a lot of people listening are interested in learning about herbal medicine, learning, you know, learning herbalism. This is a great way, embodied way to learn herbalism because in learning herbal medicine, you don't just wait till you're sick or you have that cold or reach for the apothecary when you're like, ah, I got to have it. And then it's a scramble. I What I really teach is for you to have daily points of connection with your herbs, right? And herbs that you you made yourself, that you get familiar with, that you get more connected with, and that you have this continual daily connection and learning point and that is how you learn herbal medicine
0: yeah and trusting what you're drawn to i think we overthink what we can use and when and one thing i've been teaching a lot lately um has been trusting your inner wisdom and how to tap into that and this is a great way to practice and build that trust muscle is to not overthink what herbs you're going to use or oils you're going to use and listen to their call because they have one and anyone who works with plants they start to get that eventually
1: yeah in you know i i had a massage practice for 25 years and i would always have like four or about four herbal infused oils and i would just let them smell and then there would be one that they'd be like and they wouldn't even know what it is but that's your body you know, your body doesn't lie. Your body says, wow, I really like that one. And there's so much information out there now that we're like, well, we should take this and we should learn this. Just follow your body, follow your senses. The herbs awaken your senses. And it's, in, you know, embodied herbalism where you, where you follow the bliss of your body and use the oils and the herbs that really speak to you.
0: Yeah, you even have a whole course on learning how to do this, don't you?
1: Uh, plant wisdom. Yes. Yeah. I, where I help you really learn to listen to and decipher the messages of the plants so that you can use them in your, you know, for your, for your directly for your life and your own healing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. And it's, it's just so intuitive. Um, it's so simple. And, and that's why we get caught up. I think. Um, but to just take some deep breaths, rub some coconut oil on your ears, and then go with your gut (laughs) on on how to use these things and what you're just naturally drawn to without overthinking. Mm -hmm. Um, As we close our conversation, I do have a selfish question um, since I have you. (laughs) Um, I am 36 weeks pregnant and I know a lot of, uh, women listening are pregnant and going through that season of life. Do you what, what are your favorite uh daily herbal self-care rituals for pregnancy and for postpartum because I know postpartum can be a thing. So what do you recommend for that?
1: Yeah, so St. John's wort oil all the way everywhere. St. John's wort oil, chamomile oil, you know, for all your for preparing to give birth and then postpartum postpartum is not the time to start developing a whole bunch of new rituals, right? It's really good to like get a couple things in place. So like the foot oiling um, is just key. It is so key. It keeps you grounded. It gives you a place to connect with yourself. Like we've been talking about, you've got to have that space where you connect with yourself, where you touch your hands to your body and say, I'm home. Hello hi, I'm here. You've got, you know, your body is just like, whoa, what's going on? Where are you? And you take your intention, you take your, all your love and your heart, and you put your hands on your own body and you tell your body, I'm here, I'm here for you too. And you, you know, you, and the feet are wherever you feel drawn to. I love your, your womb practice that you talked about, but you've got to have like the, that, that five minutes. And especially as the kids start to grow, those things slip. So whatever you can put in place where you actually are touching and talking to yourself. And the other thing is to gather the forces, surround yourself with people, you know that um are going to help you that are going to cook for you and help take care of you and give you that lying in time that first 30 days that you know if it's not possible okay that's fine but as much as you can try to reach out for help and let people take care of you after um you know the first month after your your child is born and and continuing it's we spend way too much time alone as new moms I actually think that new mothers should not be alone. I mean, everybody's different and there is no should, but we just go, oh yeah, see you later. And so I think that um, new moms need much more support than what we give them. And so whatever you can do to set up your more of a support system than even what you think is, um, is really going to go a long way.
0: I love it. It's you drink your
1: tea. Drink your herbal teas. You no, know, oil your feet and drink your teas. <laughs> Sorry, my dogs are saluting that <laughs> they're barking no,
0: they're, in they're agreement saying,
1: yes 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 right. <laughs> the perks. Yes. the animals are like yes yes
0: yes well I'm sorry about the dog, dog barking speaking of not being alone my mother now is here to help me prepare for things Yay. um but so how can people find you you have so many other resources this is just scratching the surface of all that can how people can bring herbs into their lives, especially um, during the winter and all this stuff. So what do you have going on right now? What do you have coming
1: up? Yeah, if all you just things. go over to my website at KamiMcBride.com, you know, K-A-M-I-McBride.com, you can, main thing is to get onto my email email list because that's where I let everybody know like what's happening when and which course is open. Not all my courses are open at the same time. Um, right now, MyHerbalKitchen.com is open. But if you get on my email list, um, then, then you're, you know, you're in the know. So, and you'll also um, hear when we're next going to be doing our herbal oils course. I love it. And your and your emails are so helpful too, because you just offer
0: insights on current events and your approach to things like when the California fires were really wild, you had remedies for that. And so I highly recommend it. And I'll put links to this in the show notes as well for people. But thank you so much, Cami. I am so excited to share this message and share your wisdom. And hopefully we get to connect again soon.
1: Thank you, Randy. I love your podcast. I love the service. You know, I love your service and how you serve people and all the beautiful information that you're providing that's so needed right now. Thank you for your work.
0: Thank you. Okay. Now that you are a Cami super fan like me, be sure to enter in the giveaway to win her book, The Herbal Kitchen, along with the other podcast friend authors Leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts and send me a screenshot or your username via my website or on Instagram. So, if you don't send me your entry, I can't send you the books because I don't know how to contact you. So, be sure to do that. It's very important. And if you are interested in Cami's courses, head to the link in the show notes for more information at NaturallyRandyK.com slash podcast. All right that's it for today. And remember deep breaths. <sighs> We're going to be okay. Thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Randy Kay, a holistic health practitioner and educator that has been helping people heal through body work, therapeutic yoga, and self-care coaching for over a decade. My mission is to help people simplify the healing journey by amplifying their own inner wisdom and teaching seasonal self-care practices. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with a friend, leave a review on iTunes, or post it on social media. And if you do that, please tag me so I can see it and connect with you that way at NaturallyRandyK. You can also commune with me via email if you sign up for my (laughs) weekly-ish newsletter, The Simple Letters. You can sign up at NaturallyRandyK.com slash newsletter that's naturally r-a-n-d-i-k-a-y dot com slash newsletter and hearing from you in some way totally makes my life and i always make sure to personally respond and be sure to join me next time as the self-care conversation continues until we meet again take good care and enjoy the journey.